We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you'll cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Ah, getting ready for a major holiday when you're teaching full time. Hey, teachers, it's turkey time. Bring on the cranberries. Bring on that stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the marshmallow sweet potatoes. Are you kidding me? And don't forget the bird. Or the booze. <laughs> when you are a teacher, major holidays like this can be a challenge, especially when you work right up to the day before. Oh. Oh, how do you handle it? I mean, seriously, and then if you've got 20 people showing up at your house for dinner, doesn't it just about make you lose your mind? It oh. does. My oh, daughter God. had a brilliant idea. Oh, my gosh. That was our microwave. <laughs> we just go on. That was our microwave. <laughs> it's okay. My husband was hungry. I'm sorry. So my daughter had this brilliant idea about four years ago, and we have it in a hotel every year, and it is fabulous. Oh, <laughs> Catering. Mm -hmm. Get any better? Well, if it's a big family one, we do potluck sometimes. Like one person's in charge of the pies, another one does appetizers. Oh, that's another good. One does turkey. Yeah. That way, it's not on the on the on the one person. I, you know, my what I would vote for with that, I would say, hey, I'll host it, and my house will be immaculate and clean for you, and pr prettily decorated. And you all work out the meal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? And, clean and I'd be happy to bring it to your beautifully decorated and clean house and not have to clean. Yeah, oh, and that's I'll true. Yeah. I'll heat the oven and I'll have everything ready that you need to, to keep things warm, but the house will be immaculate and we can do that. Wouldn't that be a great deal? So it's basically working collaboratively. Pick yeah. someone to work collaboratively with. I also think, yeah. you know, I don't know, something about any holiday, big major holidays, where um, our, that, our, that inner Martha Stewart kicks in, right? Let her go. <laughs> That's when you don't want to look at Pinterest. <laughs> right? Your head. Or Instagram. Turn off the Instagram. Yeah. Remove it from your, from your desktop. Little, little twinkle in your eye and the little like bing on, the, on your front teeth as you smile. Everything has to be perfect, but it's not about that. It ain't even about the turkey. It's about the family and the friends. I think it's like an it important is. thing to remember. Let Martha go, right? So, yep, let her go. What do you do for Thanksgiving in your classroom? Let's talk about that. So, ladies, speaking of booze, no, just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's one thing to have an attitude of gratitude with your family, but what are the things you do with your kiddos to celebrate Thanksgiving and teach gratitude? When you think about it, what are some of your favorite, beloved learning activities that you do in the classroom? 
So for example, one of the things that I do is I have a series of gratitude prompts. And during the the month of November, we do one every day that we're in school. Instead of bell work, this is what we're doing. And the kids have this 11 by 17 like poster with all of these boxes. And each day we take a strip that has a prompt on it. And it's, it's something to make them think about their lives deeply. And we read the prompt and then they write or they sketch in the box about their gratitude for that day around that prompt. Kind of just focuses us. And then at the end, they have a poster that they walk Yeah, they walk home with a poster at the end of November, and it's something they can take and share with their families. And then Um, they can shrink it down and keep it in their heart forever. (laughs) That's right, like your friends in soup. Exactly. (laughs) Keep it flowing. Kathy, what's one of the activities that you do? We in November we do a lot of card making and letter writing. So mm-hmm. always talking about thinking of others. So we'll often write cards to um, our local senior home that's like less than a mile away from our school, um, mm-hmm. and telling the kids to you know they write cards of just appreciation and thankfulness. Um, sometimes we make little centerpieces so they and then we go deliver it for their tables. So oh, that they have that. they have something there. I used to do that with my Girl Scouts too. Um, sometimes we made we took baby food jars and we covered them with tissue paper and things, and then yeah. put those little battery operated votive candles, yeah. you know, in them. It yes. just to make others happy. And we talk about that. How could we make others so happy? beautiful? And they so, love it. There again is that empathy, gratitude, connection, and I think generosity should be thrown in there too. Yes. What about you, Deanne? Well, I um, take a box and I decorate it and I have cards and the kids will write something they're thankful for, you know, after we've discussed it or read a book about gratitude and they'll put it in, they'll put it in the box and they'll just keep doing that for about a week or so before we have vacation for Thanksgiving. And on the day that we go, like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we'll pick out a card and we'll read it. And then we'll try to guess who, who wrote that particular card. And, um, what kind you know, of they have a lot of fun with cards? it. Uh, well, I, I'm happy that my grandpa is healthy. He had an operation and he's d- feeling well, you know, it's things like that. I try to, you know, cause they're older and, um, you know, I try to get them to write a few things that are, you know, yeah. not just the, About you know, I, I'm happy thing. for my, right. me, I, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't get that out. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you know. Just a quick, I just have another idea that I, that I came across, um, design a gratitude book to send home with a different child every week and request that each student's family uh-huh. add a page oh. of pictures, as well as a description describing what they're grateful for. And at the end of the year, you make sure you celebrate a completed classroom attitude of gratitude book. Oh, and I love it. Great I idea. love it. Cool. And then yeah, everyone like can that. read what everyone else wrote too. That's right. Yeah. And you get the family involved and everything. I think that that's a really cool thing because so much of the time we do gratitude around Thanksgiving. I think though we need, all of us would benefit from having it around all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. Me, me. So 
I have a very elaborate Thanksgiving classroom tradition. Is anyone here surprised? You do. Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) It's called (laughs) what? Glitter? Glitter? (laughs) It doesn't involve glitter, but it involves sparkly sparkly ribbons. You know those curling ribbons? Yeah. Yeah. Well, over the years, I have accumulated giant rolls of them, like for the professional gift wrappers use. (laughs) And I have them in every color, solid and sparkle. And I pull those out and I pull out all these tissue papers and little writing papers. And I always get a lot of parents in to help me. Parents love this. They they curse me after they leave. And I'll tell you why in a minute. (laughs) But they love coming. They can't resist it. It's called Turkey Notes. And it comes from something I read probably, oh my gosh, 40 years ago in a doctor's office in a magazine. Uh I heard about this Scandinavian harvest festival tradition where they'd write little poems and fold them up and put them at different people's places at their harvest festival the children would write them and then people would be so surprised to find them and they'd have a lot of fun reading the poems out loud and they were like really cool and deep poems such Uh as turkey red turkey blue turkey says i love you (laughs) or turkey green turkey yellow turkey says you're a fine fellow and then we go on and on and the kids are making up their own turkey east turkey west turkey says I like chicken best or you know whatever and and they make them up and I have parents around the room who are writing them on posters and slapping them up on the wall as fast as they can write them or somebody typing you know at the computer and it's going up on the smart board and the kids all come in with knowledge of how many people are coming to their Thanksgiving feast and we have brown paper bags. And so we, they write these little notes, turkey, whatever, turkey, whatever, and turkey says something. And they learn how to write a little poem and they learn how to use quotation marks and commas, right? And they roll the notes up and then wrap them in tissue paper with a little curling ribbon at each end. It looks like a little uh-huh. firecracker. Do you get it? Okay. And they put them in their brown paper bag. And and I really build the suspense about it. They take them home and they hide them. And then when no one's looking, they put one at each place uh, at, the, at their Thanksgiving table. And they don't tell, you know, and, and they don't tell who wrote them. I don't know how they got there. They're just turkey notes. I'm telling you that even as grown up people, my children still expect them at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. oh, so cute. Wonderful. I like it. Yeah, And the parents curse me because they go home and they're like all night long, turkey purple, turkey blue, <laughs> turkey says, what did you do? You know, <laughs> and it's like, you can't turn it off. <laughs> so guys, do you ever have sing-alongs in your classroom? No, and- never. <laughs> okay. I, I have a feeling we're Our- going to have one now. <laughs> I think so. Two hour listeners. <laughs> Uh, there were two turkey songs that I wanted to perform, but one of them, I couldn't get my friends. They just wouldn't sing about themselves being fat turkeys. And to be honest, I don't blame them. But this And one, we couldn't stop laughing. No, I know. <laughs> this one, though, is perfect. It's a round. But they're going to tell you that you can figure out the round on your own. But we're going to... Because we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's to the tune of Frere Jaca. Remember? Frere Jaca, Frere Jaca, Brother John, Brother John. Da, 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 da. Okay. So it's wonderful. And the kids adore this. Are you guys ready? 
I'm sure they do. And just for our listeners, not everyone will be in tune. Please don't guess who. All right. You know what else? Guess what? And I'm going to say this as a former music teacher. Your kids don't care. Oh, no. Your kids don't care if you're in tune. They do not care. They even think I'm a good artist. They don't. I have actually found them. I mean, all you have to do is listen to them belt out the top 40, and you know they don't care. (laughs) All right. Right. All right. Me, 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 me. Ready? Turkey dinner, turkey dinner, <laughs> Tracy, it. just just sing it. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. Cornbread. <laughs> All of us were thinner oh. twenty years ago. Oh. <laughs> I promise I don't do this with my kids. But oh my gosh, it's so. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So in our notes, you will find the text for this lovely song if you want to sing it yourself. Really? <laughs> okay. Cut to the transition. We tried. So we've got to go back to something serious, guys. I'm sorry. We got to. We got to. <laughs> got to call my. <laughs> All right. How do we teach Thanksgiving <laughs> in a culturally responsive way? Oh, I'm still re- We all <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we all grew up with the traditional story about the Indians saving the pilgrims and everyone feasting together to celebrate survival. But when you think back to how American Indians have been portrayed in thousands of Thanksgiving plays over the last century, do you, don't you cringe yes, a little? Every time. You know, a lot. Every, Absolutely. Yes. You know, yep. and I and I cringe, I'm sorry to say kindergarten teachers when I see the headdresses and the vests every year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, they didn't, they, the Wampanoag tribe didn't even wear <laughs> those war bonnets for Plains Indians <laughs> and not even right. Plains Indians. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's unfortunate because there are, they are depicted in very stereotypical ways that the kind of me tanto you pilgrim talk, or right? How. Yeah. Hey, how, right. Yes. How, yeah. Yeah. How. Yeah, they're very dumbed down, um, portrayed as savages, right? Yeah, they yep. weren't savages. Yep. If it wasn't for them, the pilgrims wouldn't even have been alive after the first winter. Right. Then. That's right. That's right. And what we did to them, I mean, it's just so sad. Yes, it's horrible. It is. So when talking about gratitude and generosity um, and then how empathy is connected to it, we need to be thinking about how we portray um, different groups of people. And in the Thanksgiving story, we all agree that um, American Indians or Native Americans have not been portrayed um, respectfully. But not you know, there are, there are stories out there now that are more factually accurate. Yeah. And I think we, sh- we should have done a little more research to present this and perhaps we'll blog about yeah. that. That's a great one idea. Of us, That's least. a good idea. My- 
might do that. that. That's why I try to switch the whole thing when we're doing it in school to, you know, lots of station activities where you're just really looking at the harvest festival aspect of it and looking at some harvest festivals that other cultures celebrate too. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, it's important to tell both sides of the story. You know, when we, we tell the Thanksgiving story, it's often told from the pilgrim's perspective. Um, it would be fascinating, wouldn't it, to hear a story that's told from the Native American perspective. You know, there's, there's, this isn't connected necessarily to Thanksgiving, but, you know, there's the typical story that you hear about Christopher Columbus and how he's been portrayed for umpteen million years mm-hmm. uh, in our society. And then there's this wonderful book. I can't remember the author, but it's called Encounter. And it tells the story of Columbus and his men, their arrival, but it tells it from the point of view of the Tiano people, ah. of a boy. And boy, is it a very, very different perspective. And at the end, there's an author oh, note, yeah. and the kids get to hear exactly what Christopher Columbus meant to these people, and it wasn't good. Um, so more literature like that, that, that really um, – you know, fattens up the story to be to be something that's three dimensional instead of flat is good. Right. And just a suggestion, teachers, tell your parents you're going to do this if you're going to tell the real story. Yeah, I think give that them helps. a chance to opt out because there are some families who are not going to want you to do mm, that. Yeah, interesting. Good point. Well, you know, I teach okay. I teach fourth grade in California. And so our California history is all about how um, the Spanish came in to settle California and they established missions to convert the natives to Catholicism. And it's only been in the last few years, I hate to say, where we've really focused more on the perspective of these Indians, is what our social studies book is still calling them, um, but the native Californians and how their lives were affected because of these Spanish missionaries. And so we try to definitely tell. And then you do a whole study, you do a whole study of the missions. We do, but rather than have a glorified picture of like, Oh, they came in to quote unquote, save the natives and teach them as if they didn't know anything beforehand. Right. It's really all about how were their lives changed and impacted by this. So, you know, on the opposite coast, but still the same yeah. exact issues. I know we there's something wow. there, there's something called Trail of yeah. Tears. Did you ever see that movie or read about it? Oh yes. So yes. Sad. Oh, when well, they, you know, take the children Horrible. away from the families and yes. try to, you know, school them. There's some fantastic yeah. books Orphanage. out um that represent those perspectives. There's there's Sign of the Beaver, which is a classic oh, and is still Fantastic. There's um, Island of the Blue Dolphins. Um, yeah, there's Island of the Blue Dolphins, but there's also Sing Down the Moon, um, all about the Trail of Tears. There's there's just some fantastic books out there that provide a more um, more truthful view of of what happened historically with these people, and and I think that it's important to show that. And I feel a blog post or two or three or four coming on. There you go. Okay, so ladies, that's it. You've sung about gratitude, or you've taught about gratitude. You've sung the silly songs. You've taught in a culturally 
responsible way. You've made your stuffing. You've made your turkey notes. Well, yes, you made your turkey notes. You've, <laughs> you've made your stuffing while the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade is on the boob tube. So what do you do with the leftovers? How do you recover from the holiday insanity? I have a friend that says Thanksgiving is her favorite holiday because it doesn't carry all the stress that Christmas does or eight days of Hanukkah gift giving. It's simply a time to feast and enjoy family. But after all that time off and after eating and after napping, when you're facing going back to school Monday, how do you guys cope? Cry. Well, one way is is to have some meals set up ahead of time, the way, the way you're gonna use the leftover turkey. And um, in the days before the hotel going for Thanksgiving, um, there were two things that my family loved to do. We made turkey scrapple. Mm. And scrapple is a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of recipe, and it's usually made with mm. pork so- or pork sausage. We take our le- some of our leftover turkey and grind it up and mix it with cornmeal, chopped up vegetables, and chicken broth, and simmer it together and then make like a huh. meatloaf out of it. Um, and paddle, uh, we mix a little mayo in too, to hold it together just a little bit and then chill it. And then all the next week, you just sl- take a slice off and pan fry it in the morning and put syrup, syrup on it. On it. it is it's unbelievably sweet, huh? delicious. Syrup. And, and it's a Pennsylvania Dutch, I believe tradition. And my brother-in-law brought it to us because he grew up in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yum. Well, with my turkey leftovers, I am a soup person. And I'm telling you, I start making soup in September and I probably don't stop until the end of February, beginning of March. Okay, I could live on here. soup. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, there's something, well, I love turkey sandwiches. There's something turkey about making soup. And so, Yum. Oh, I, well, I make the soup that... Um, has all of the turkey and I make the broth. I save the the turkey carcass to make the broth and and I do all of that and then I put the vegetables in it. Um, things like carrots and 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 um, I'll put some wild rice in it and some mushrooms and and, and, and but then my grandmother, my dad's family is from West Virginia, the Appalachia area, and my grandmother made home she made her own noodles she made her own pasta oh wow so (laughs) wow this is this is not hard though it's a little bit of flour a little bit of oil a little bit of water and some salt and you um it's basically what a dumpling would be made out of and you massage it and you roll it until you've you've got it into strips but instead of cutting noodles i cut little squares so i just go boom 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 right down the 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 cutting board Oh, wait, you make them yourself? I thought you just had a family <laughs> tradition no, and you buy no, some. No, I mean, and then I throw them into the soup and they're homemade noodles and they oh make the gosh. soup. They're- okay, you're going to have to pass oh, along the recipe they to do. us. Oh, I should. Yeah, I'm coming to Michigan for leftovers. Yeah. And the, <laughs> okay. And here's, here's the instead of, um, just look up a standard noodle recipe, but instead of using water, Use turkey or chicken broth. Mm, so good. Wow. So good. And it freezes well. Yum. You know, the other thing 
about that too is like Black Fridays after Thanksgiving, you got the shopping nightmares and what do you do? Do you shop? Do you guys shop online? I do Cyber Monday. You're going to the mall? Yep. Yes. I sh- I shop online, but you know what? The Black Friday sales have started already. I think all of the retailers have taken all the fun out of Black Friday. Yeah, they've really ruined it. You're right. Yeah. And people now, a lot of stores are closed and you, you get, uh, people get to stay home with their own families instead right. of serving yeah. the crowds. Well, places like Amazon are taking away from everything, all the shopping stores and all. But so. I, I always think on Black Friday, I, I think I used to like it more when I was younger, but now I keep thinking, what, what do I need? I don't need any more stuff to buy. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, isn't that when people start I'm their Christmas done. shopping? I'm usually done by then. Is that but... earlier now too? <laughs> ah, <down> okay. Too. <laughs> I'm not someone who's done. But you know, I I have a different approach. I um I am not someone to go wandering aimlessly into the mall. That's really dangerous for me. Or into TJ Maxx, which could be easily become my second home. I I know exactly what I want to get the person before I enter a store or I go online to shop, right? I know exactly what Yes. That's really smart. And then, that is. If I know exactly what it is and I can get it online, that's what I do. And then I just go and get pedicures and manicures and massages. Oh, the weekend. That's my favorite. Perfect. Perfect. One year we one year we um went to thanks we went to Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving and it was a really freezing year and we decided we were going to do the Black Friday thing so we all got up at like four in the morning or something and you know went shopping and we had a great time together because you know it was the family and it was lots of fun and we kept each other warm it was good really fun (laughs) I also think it's a great haven't done it since stack of your it's a great time to take stock of your own life over the past year you've got one month left of the year. How have your actions going to shape that last month? It's a good time to reflect. Good start. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. Well, ladies, should we remind our listeners again about how grateful we are for their support? We're truly grateful for letting us into your lives. We are truly grateful. So grateful, in fact, that we've created a giveaway opportunity. It's a winner's choice $100 gift card giveaway. That, that's right. You could win a $100 gift card to either Starbucks, Teeks, Teachers Pay Teachers, or Amazon. Just check out the giveaway link in our program notes. You have one week left to enter. Our giveaway is not affiliated with iTunes or any of our other podcast platforms. A winner will be randomly chosen on November 18th. By the way, the uh, brand, the raffle will be from the 4th of November to the 18th. Yes, from the 4th to the 18th. And to the when 18th. you enter, please leave comments on all of our blogs. Thank you. <laughs> that would be wonderful. We would love we it. Would. You know... So we hope that you'll join us next week. Um, We'll be taking off the week of Thanksgiving so that we can practice our attitude of gratitude with our loved ones, our family and friends. Um, But then we'll be returning again the week week after Thanksgiving or the week, two weeks after. 
Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, our next one will be on, uh, we'll be talking about project-based learning. So be sure to tune in. Until next time, have an attitude of gratitude and a fantastic holiday, and we'll catch you later. Mm -hmm.